Are you tired of waking up with a dry mouth, feeling sluggish? I was too, until I discovered the power of mouth taping. I read a book called Breathe and it opened my eyes to how I could get a better sleep. So I started taping my mouth and the results were astounding. Not only did I wake up feeling refreshed, but the data on my whoop suggested I was getting more REM and more deep sleep, which led to me feeling better every morning. But I wanted a better solution, not just sticky tape, something that was effective and comfortable. That is why I co-founded Recoverite with a few friends. We are dedicated to helping Australians get fast and easy access to mouth tape and nose tape so you can breathe better, sleep better and recover right. Use the discount code TMTCP for 10% off at the checkout. Sleep better with recover right. The Manlet Camp Project Podcast, a podcast empowering career-driven men to live more fulfilling lives. We are here to challenge your beliefs, redefine success, and talk about the important stuff in a relatable way. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. My name's Lockie Stewart. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Manlet Camp Project Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of the Manlet Camp Project, Lockie Stuart, today's episode is raw, it is very, very fresh, and it's going to be a conversation around failure. This week is week 12 of the training program that I was working towards, and I had a goal uh, laid out. I had something that I was committed to achieving, which was breaking 18 minutes for a five-kilometer run. Now, that is working at 337 kilometer splits uh, for those who are tuning in from um, the US or places that don't use their metric system. What's going on? Uh, I don't know what that is in miles, sorry. So I, let's, let's go back to the beginning, why I had a goal, all of those sorts of things. But even before that, just quickly, with the Man the Camp project, when I launched it, I launched it off the back of being extremely transparent around things that I was learning and challenges that I was having. And I have spent the last couple of weeks doing a review on my year and things like that. And I, one thing that I'd noticed, or I feel I've noticed is I haven't spoken about or been as open with the challenges that I've faced this year as a business owner, as a husband, and as an athlete. And for me personally, I take great inspiration from people who share the shit that they go through, right? That's what inspires me because it gives me perspective. It shows me how people show up when the times get tough. And that's one thing that I'm really committed to in 2023 moving forward is using these Thursday episodes, not only to coach, because I think you know, I was focusing so much on coaching and sharing specific modalities or topics of conversation, which I'm going through that stuff anyway. So I want to use more of my story and things that are going on in my life to, to share those points across because much like you, I'm striving to be better. And as I continue to achieve milestones in my life, as you would achieve milestones in your life, there's always another challenge around the corner. And as we go into 2023, we have big goals with the Man That Can Project, not only the podcast, we want to continue growing this uh, and our international audience, which is thriving at the moment. But I would also love to add 
another 100 members to our academy because I believe that if we're helping another 100 members, that is a number that I feel we can still deliver an incredible experience and service. I could be very greedy and say, I want to help a million people. I don't have the fucking resources or infrastructure to help a million people. It might look good uh, to be able to say that, but uh, unfortunately with where I'm at and where our business is at, 100 people is where we feel, an extra 100 people is where we feel we can grow our community to and still deliver a great experience and help you become the man that you want to become in that process. So that is one thing that we're working towards. If you'd like to find out more about the Academy or even if you would like to work with me one-on-one in 2023, I actually only have two spaces left now. Brad has a couple as well, but you can apply through our website on that. I have literally posted on Instagram on Thursday and then two people took two spots straight away so that's pretty cool uh, awesome enough about that head over to the man that can project.com and you can find out more about the memberships there if you are tuning in for the first time wherever you're tuning in from hit the like follow subscribe button and if you want to spend an extra 90 seconds to help us with our mission please leave a five-star review whether it's on Spotify YouTube Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume this content, that would be bloody awesome if you could do that. All right, so why did I set the goal of breaking 18 minutes for a five kilometer? Simple as this. I didn't have anything to train for within the back end of the year. You know, I had the marathon row earlier in the year. I had um, achieving my first marathon prior to that. And then before that, I was doing CrossFit. So I've always had something, you know, prior to that, I was playing sports. So there was always something to train towards. There was always something where I could test the effort that I was putting in. And when I realized that I didn't have anything coming up, I was like, okay, well, let's create a goal rather than waiting for something. Let's create something. And I'd been doing a little bit of running. I'd been doing the track and field. Sorry, that was something else I forgot I did last year as well. But I had been doing a bit of running and I wanted to continue the running. So I was like, okay, 5K is a challenging distance. Let's do that. Let's build a program around the five kilometers and see how much I can improve my time over the course of 12 weeks. That'll give me something to train for. It'll give me something to focus on and it will give me an competitive outlet. I am not at the point in my life where I just want to train for health. I know as a byproduct around the knowledge that I have and the way that I program and incorporate nutrition and restorative modalities in there, that I will be healthier as a result. However, I'm very mindful that we get one life and I want to maximize my physical capabilities while I still can because there is a timeline on that. Much like I'm at the age where I probably will, oh, actually I won't, I'll never play rugby again. There's a timeline on that. So I wish I knew then what I now know is that there's a timeline on that. How can I maximize those things? So if you're under 50, I would be maximizing all of the things you can do physically, all of the things you want to do, because there'll come a time where you won't be able to do it just physically. I was saying to a mate the other day, I was like, oh, I enjoy golf, but more than likely I'll be able to play golf when I'm 50. I want to do these things now that I won't be able to do when I'm 50. And I'm not quite sure what that could be, but things like things like uh, 
wakeboarding, surfing, adventure racing, all of these sorts of things is where I'm spending a lot of my time now because my body is capable of doing that. But I know there will be a wear and tear timeline on that. That is why I'm continuing to choose goals or set goals around this. You know, we've got the Goggins Challenge next year. I've got some other endurance events there because I want to push my body why I can. What I learned today, so on Saturday or Sunday, I think it was Saturday, I, I tested my five-kilometer time trial. Now, when I tested it, like I said, the goal was 18 minutes. I was focused on it. I had trained 12 weeks for it, and I was feeling confident that I would get somewhere around that mark. When I decided to run, we chose a different route just because I knew there was a park run on a different way and I wanted to focus on my run because I thought that was a smarter thing to do. But I came up with some obstacles. There was some roadworks, uh, traffic jams, etc. things that really slowed the race down. So I still went hell for leather, finished, clocked it. It was 1940, so obviously around or just over 90 seconds slower than I wanted to be. I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling pissed off. But there was still an inkling or this feeling in my gut that I could go faster, right? I, I truly believed I could crack that 19-minute mark. So I said to myself, okay, well, let's take a few, uh, few things that could go wrong out of it. Let's take back more control of it and let's go to a track. Now, I didn't go to a track. I went to this 800-meter loop track on Balimba, which is flat, perfect. It was actually really, really fun. And I was like, I'm going to run that later on in the week and compare the time, see how it go wrong. Also, I just went through my splits and checked out all of that. I was happy. I was like, okay, that's good. That went, I was a little bit faster to start, blew out at the end, but you know, obviously the stop starting and the rhythm, etc. there are some, a few seconds that I could get back. And it didn't take away the pain, the, the frustration actually, and the, a little bit of doubt crept in. I was like, maybe I haven't done enough work. Maybe I am not as fit as I think I am. And that's a bitter pill to swallow. I come from a background of being an elite runner and it, you know, always, well, I thought it always came naturally to me. Maybe I'm starting to realize I did put in more work than I first believed. And maybe I'm just not that good at running anymore. So I've been thinking about that a lot that this week and there's been moments where I'm like, fuck that, I'm gonna prove myself wrong and I wanna, I really wanna prove this point to myself that I can achieve what I said I wanted to achieve. I just gotta commit better because failure is a real thing and this, is, this, this whole experience has been brilliant because it's changed how I wanna talk about failure moving forward. Failure is real. Yes, there's lessons to, to it, but the pain that you feel when you fail, the doubt that creeps in, soak it the fuck up. I'm experiencing it right now because I failed another run just before. And yes, you can sugarcoat it and try and justify things or go, what do you want to learn from it? I think it's important to learn things, but the pain that you feel is there to test how badly you want the outcome that you're working towards. You know, I'm at a crossroads right now. I can walk away and go, you know, look, I gave it my best shot. I wasn't quite good enough. Or I can use the frustration and anger that's in my belly right now to go, I'm coming back fucking stronger. I'm going to take those lessons that are available, but the pain that I'm feeling right now, or 
So the way that I'm feeling right now, I don't want to feel like this again with this specific goal. I'm going to work harder and smarter to achieve that outcome. And that is exactly how I'm thinking. It doesn't take away the feeling there. And I don't want anyone to try and go, oh, you're all right, mate. You had this going on. You're building a business. This is happening. You, you know, give yourself some slack. No, that's not going to move me closer to where I want to get. I had a pat on the back because it's not about the pats on the back. It's not about feeling comfortable. It's about achieving what I set out to achieve. And I think the truth is if you set a goal, an outcome-based goal, it could be whatever, you know, whatever that looks like for you. If you don't achieve it, you have failed. That's the reality. You weren't good enough on the day. Maybe someone was better than you. Maybe your body wasn't up to it. Maybe your ideas in business weren't good enough. But you weren't good enough. That is the reality. Now, where the separation needs to happen is that doesn't define who you are moving forward or who you are in other areas of your life. Just because I failed in my five-kilometer run doesn't mean I'm not fucking unbelievable on a podcast doesn't mean i'm not incredible as a husband no it doesn't define that so sit with that feeling and ask yourself some questions is this important to you moving forward what could you do to make sure you don't feel like this again if you were going to pursue that goal because some things that popped up for me and i guess some lessons and learnings from from this whole experience for this. First one, I'm not as physically talented as I thought I was. I've started thinking that maybe I actually worked a lot harder to achieve my running success and sports success than I first believed. I, I have been on so many podcasts where I've said, you know, I didn't work that hard, a lot of things came natural to me. That's, I think that's bullshit. I think I have worked on so much harder at things than I've given myself credit for. And I think this particular time I didn't work as hard as, you know, I, I knew I should have and the program said I should because I had this subconscious belief that this stuff comes naturally to me. The second thing, commit. I know for a fact I skip days on the program. I've said it on so many podcasts and even on our group call a lot. If you achieve it 75% of the time, you're doing well. That is me trying to bubble wrap people as to why they may not be achieving what they want to achieve. If you want something bad enough, 75% is not fucking good enough. And I've just experienced that. You have to go all in. You have to do whatever it takes to achieve that outcome. Otherwise, you're going to be left licking your wounds like I am right now. So make sure if you're going to commit to something, there's no excuses. None of this 75% bullshit. 100%, has to be 100%. Thirdly, failure is so important and owning the failure, not just trying to get it glossed over and go, failure just provides lessons. Yes, there's lessons in it, but how you feel right now, you probably feel like shit. And getting comfortable with that feeling should be normal because otherwise, how are we going to deal with the setbacks of life? This happens all the time in so many different sections of your life, rejection, failure, this moment where you're left staring yourself in the mirror, asking yourself, am I good enough? Am I as good as I thought I was? And the truth of that is for most of us, no, you're not. So we can, once again, 
hold everything moving forward to that and, and be a victim. Or we can say, okay, well, this is where I'm currently at and I don't fucking like it. What do I need to do in order to grow into the man I want to become or to achieve the outcomes that I want to achieve? What has to happen? So I do believe that feeling that you experience when you fail, when you lose, when you realize that maybe you're not good enough, use that as a fuel. Use that as a fuel to commit more, to be more disciplined, to take the action that is needed to take to achieve the outcomes that you want. So what's next for me? Good question. I know you're sitting there thinking about it. Am I going to do the 5K again? No. I have given it a good 12 weeks. I've learned a lot. I have suffered. I feel terrible. I am going to run again. Don't you worry. I'm going to continue running. I've still got a burning desire to prove myself and not prove anyone else, but prove myself with times that I'm setting around what I want to do. But I'm going to take the next four weeks so I'm away on holidays to just get comfortable in the pain cave again. I avoided and I have been avoiding hard training sessions because I've been justifying to myself, I'm feeling a little bit burnt out, I'm feeling a little bit flat. When I know full well that's not true. I've just been avoiding wanting to do the hard work. And that's hard for me to swallow because I used to pride myself on that, but that's that's the truth. And it's something that I want to improve on. So I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks putting myself or exposing myself to workouts that make me feel like that. That's what I want to feel and that's what I want to improve on because learning to embrace the pain is a skill as well. It can be taught. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And then over the coming weeks, I've got an idea of what my goals are for next year, what my challenges are for the physical realm. So I'll be sharing those with you then. But in the meantime, head over to my YouTube. I am sharing day in the life of trainings, etc. Over there with the workouts that I'll be doing. So you get to see me embracing the pain a little bit, which will be fun. But just to recap, I think failure is important. This experience from this 12-week challenge is going to change how I talk about failure and why I believe none of this 75% stuff, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat that anymore. I think you do need to go all in. Every time you fall short, you need to question yourself, check where your standards are at and whether you truly want to achieve what it is that you say you're working towards. Okay? That is going to be enough for me. If you got value from this episode once again please leave a five star rating on whichever platform you're uh, listening on means a means a world when you do that if you do have questions or topics find me on instagram engage in the content there or you can head over to the man that can project.com check out how you can get involved in one of our academies do something today to be better for tomorrow this is Lockie stewart and i am signing off Thank you for listening to the Man That Can Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart and I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did, please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform and don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.